This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 375. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 375. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Mamas, it is true. Shameless MomCon 2020 tickets are on sale now. If you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, Shameless MomCon is a world-class conference for shameless moms happening in Seattle on March 26th, 27th, and 28th of 2020. This event kicked off last year in 2019, and it was such a raging, wild, fabulous success. I knew immediately from the moment Shameless MomCon 2019 began, I knew we would be doing it again in 2020. So we are back. It's happening. It's going to be double the pleasure, double the fun. We're doubling the size of the event. It sold out last year so quickly that I knew I had to double the size this year to accommodate more of you. So more of you can come and be shameless moms with me. You can come and connect with other shameless moms. The things, the magic that happened last year with moms showing up in this space just blew my mind over and over again. But the most important, impactful, powerful piece was that These shameless moms who showed up last year left with new friends, new relationships, new connections, and so much hope around the life they knew they could build, given the tools that they were given at Shameless MomCon, the confidence that they cultivated at Shameless MomCon, 
and the new connections that they were able to make. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience, and I cannot wait to do it again. And I want you to be there. So here's the deal. Early bird tickets are on super sale right now for a very limited time. And we're offering, because so many of you said you wanted to bring friends the second year, we're offering a buddy rate. So you can actually get two tickets at an even lower discount. So super sale situation going on here. I want you to go over and check everything out over at shamelessmomcon.com. That's shamelessmomcon.com. You'll get access to tickets. You'll see everything that's included with your ticket, all the details of the event and more. So again, go to shamelessmomcon.com. I'll see you over there and I will see you at Shameless Momcon 2020. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. As always, so delighted to be here with you. Excited to kick off a fresh week of living shamelessly, as shamelessly as possible, hashtag every damn day. And I'm very excited to dive into this topic today, into this content around the danger of indifference for women and for moms. And I already know there's going to be people who are going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, there she goes getting all political again, because we're going to talk about gender inequality. And some people think that's super political. I just think it's gender inequality and systemic sexism. And I don't really think it's a political thing. I think it's like a cultural systemic indoctrination of culture. I don't know. But some people like to say I'm real political, which I'm not saying I'm not sometimes, but I don't think that believing in equal rights for women is like a hugely political stance. But I know there's some people who disagree. So I'm just putting it out there right now. If you're like, that's just way too edgy and wild for me, this might not be your episode. If you do want to consider the danger of indifference for women and how that impacts like generations of inequality and potentially perpetuates more generations of inequality, then let's do this. Let's dive in together. I am all in for this conversation. I am all here for it. And I know so many of you are too. And I'm excited to dive in. I'm excited to open up some perspectives. And I'm hoping that there's going to be some mindset resets around some things because I think when we have conversations like this, there can be really big ahas that can be super transformational and powerful. And I love that. I love it when my perspective can get shifted and sometimes exploded right in front of my face. And I think that it is a gift when I can create content that does that for others. So with all that said, let's dive in. Let's talk about the danger of indifference for women and moms. One of the things I guess I would say around the inspiration behind this episode is there's been a lot of things in the last few years where I've just been giving consideration to the danger of indifference around a lot of topics and without getting political, because I certainly could at this point, but I won't beyond relating this to gender equality. But I think that there is a lot of danger and indifference in just so many capacities right now, in so many contexts of our lives and things that are happening in our country. And so that's been on my radar, but I wanted to talk specifically around the danger of indifference for women and moms as it pertains to us standing in our power, being leaders, really pushing ourselves in terms of self-promotion even, and putting ourselves out there in really assertive ways and stepping up in sometimes really uncomfortable ways. And especially if you identify as an introvert or someone who can be a little more reserved, who likes to kind of sit back a little bit, this might really push you a little bit. And my goal is not to make you like utterly uncomfortable, but my goal is to push you to action, which can be uncomfortable. So I'm not going to lie. This might be a little bit uncomfortable. Even for an extrovert, I'm definitely an extrovert. This can be uncomfortable for me. I'm plenty of times in 
situations, circumstances, and contexts where I'm not feeling super comfortable. But I also recognize the danger of indifference. If I say nothing, don't speak up, just let myself blend in. So with all that said, I want to talk about the danger of indifference for women and for moms as it pertains to leadership and challenging ourselves to step into bigger roles and different capacities in our lives. And so I'm going to go through seven different points here. And I'm going to start with the first one. Number one is that when we don't have an opinion or we don't have a say in something, whether we're talking about an opinion for like where we want to go to dinner or what we think the next right step is when we're sitting at a boardroom in a company meeting, we play small and we stay small. And I can tell you in both of those contexts, I've been in both of those contexts. I've been in a situation where there's the friend who's always like, oh, we can go do whatever you want to do. I'm fine. It doesn't matter. I'm good either way. We have those people in our friendships. And then we also have people in working situations, professional situations who are just always sitting back as observers, always sitting back, letting other people lead because they don't feel worthy or qualified or deserving. And I think that the same people who are quiet in a boardroom are the same people who are saying like, oh, in a friend group, we can go to dinner anywhere. It's fine. I'm good. Whatever. When really we do have an opinion. And here's the thing. Even if you really don't care that much about where you go to dinner, sometimes practicing having an opinion has some value. So here's why I think that's important. Because when we play small, when we let other people, and I'm not saying like you need to make a big kasha over like everything, make a big deal about your opinion in every situation. Like, yeah, sometimes going to dinner really doesn't matter that much. But when we continually play small and let other people have the decision-making power, whether it is in our marriage, in our parenting, in our friendships, in our families, in terms of extended family, and in our work environments, when we do that, we stay small. When we play small, we stay small. And so when we don't stand up and speak up, we don't have a known voice. And we will not be seen. We will not be seen. And I want you to think about the people in your lives who play small and recognize how they stay small. So when you are consistently the person without an opinion, who doesn't take a stand, who doesn't speak up, who never wants anyone to be uncomfortable, who never wants to feel uncomfortable yourself, you don't have a known voice. And you can think of those people in your life right now. You're thinking of those people thinking like, yeah, those people don't have a known voice and they don't have a lot of power in their life. And they aren't living from a place of leadership and being the CEO of their lives. And I think that every woman should be able to be the leader of her life. And when we play small and stay small and don't stand up and don't speak up and don't have a known voice, we do ourselves a massive disservice because we will continually be treated small. That will be continually reflected back to us. And so we'll get to that more in a minute about how that mirroring works. But it's critical that we do not let ourselves play small and stay small. So number two, the next danger of indifference is that we let others have power that we are equally deserving of. And when I say others, I mean men. Here's where it gets super political. So when we do not have power because we let other people have power, we have given up something that we are equally deserving of and equally capable of owning. So this is where it becomes critical. When we let men constantly have the power because we don't want to get uncomfortable, we don't want our voice to quiver, we don't know quite the right words, we don't know quite what the rules are, we've never done it before, we don't want to look silly, we don't want to embarrass ourselves, we don't want to look unqualified, we're not quite sure if we're worthy, we're not quite sure if we're deserving, we let men continue to have 
the massive majority, not like a little bit of the majority, the massive majority of power in corporations, in government, in the political level and on a global level. And women continue to play small and stay small and not have a known voice. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer endocrine system disruption and liver toxicity which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special unique and important in terms of how they are able to filter water they also have water purifiers to fit every type of home so like the installation free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options they even have wi-fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options so i'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And so we have to really look at when we let other people have power, when we have other groups have power at our own expense, what are the implications of that? The danger of indifference for women, the danger of us not stepping up, being assertive, stepping into our leadership, having a voice, is that we let other people have a power that we are equally deserving of. And when other people have power 
and they cannot relate to our position and our situation. So for example, men making decisions for women, and especially as it relates, again, not trying to get super political, but as it relates to like men making decisions around women's reproductive rights, there's a major, major risk there when we get to the point of letting other people have power that we are equally deserving of. And then we're in a situation where men are making decisions for women's bodies. And that's problematic because men can't relate to women's bodies. I'm sorry. Even if you are the most empathetic, compassionate man, you do not understand what it is like to have cramps. So I think it's really important that we are really being conscientious of what the big impact and long-term consequences and implications are of, of letting other people have power that we are equally deserving of. Number three, the third danger of indifference is that our smallness gets reflected back to us when we play small and stay small. So I talked about this a little bit a minute ago, started alluding to this. When we play small and stay small, our smallness gets reflected back to us. And that is shown and demonstrated in ways where we are not given opportunities to take up space, to stand on stages, to lead, or to have positions of power. So if we stay small and play small, other groups end up with leadership And they see us as small and they do not give us opportunities because they don't see us as able and capable and strong and resourceful and resilient and powerful. And so there's this really vicious cycle of we play small and stay small and then we get treated small because that's how we've shown up. So we have to make a change. We have to show up bigger. We have to show up louder. We have to take up space. It is critical if we want to be treated in big ways, if we want to be treated as leaders, you got to show up as a leader. You got to show up loud and take up space. And that might be really hard and really uncomfortable. And you might feel like, oh, am I being too bossy? What are they going to say? Are they going to think I'm being like too much of a feminist? Maybe. And maybe that's what needs to happen. And you don't have to do this in aggressive ways, by the way. So I want you to think about, and these are some of the people who are going to feel uncomfortable with this conversation because you're going to feel like I'm pushing you to be an ultra feminist. And I want you to be really conscientious that standing in your power and standing in leadership and having a voice and speaking up doesn't have to be loud and aggressive and intrusive and insulting and like with these harsh edges to it. It can be assertive and positive and you can have soft edges to that for sure. But you have to find a way to have a voice and own your voice, whatever that looks like for you. So there's unlimited ways to do it, but you got to find your way to do it, right? So when we play small and stay small and that smallness gets reflected back to us, we are constantly shorted on opportunities to take up space, stand on stages, lead, and have positions of power. So if you're seeing that around you, and maybe take stock, maybe look at in the different circumstances, situations, and context of your life, where are women in power? And what does that look like? Or where are women not in power? And what does that look like? And are the women in the different circumstances and situations in your life, are they playing small and staying small and being treated small in cycles that are perpetuating themselves over and over and over again? Because this is often how it works. It's typically these perpetual cycles whether that is in a family context, a corporate context, like they're not that different. If you look at in your family model, it might be that the men in the family have always been the ones in power and the women have always been submissive, subservient, quiet, 
It might be the same thing in your work setting. Those can exist on very different levels. You might have a partner and you might have a partner just by nature of their personality. You might be an introverted woman married to an extrovert. And just in that context, not because your partner is meaning to step on your toes or meaning to stand in your power in your power, you might just have a partner who's more likely to be a loud leader by virtue of who they are. And you might have to push yourself a little bit to step up because when we get down here, we're going to get down to number six here in a minute. And it's going to be really important that in the context of your family, you are perceived as an assertive, powerful leader that doesn't need to look the same as it does for your husband. If you're married to a man, it doesn't need to look the same between genders, but you need to be able to be able to coexist as a sort of powerful partner leaders. Number four, the danger of indifference is also that when we ignore our truth and our deepest sense of identity, we don't show up in our power in order to share our greatest strengths and gifts. So the danger of indifference, when we are not sharing who we are, when we're not sharing our opinions, when we're not sharing our ideas, when we're not sharing our gifts and our strengths and contributing in different ways because we feel uncomfortable, self-conscious, not worthy, not qualified, everyone loses out. We don't have opportunities to show up and lead in our power and our gifts and our strengths never get to be shared in bigger contexts and bigger ways. So we're doing everyone a disservice. And I'll use an example of someone who, an example of someone in a corporate setting who consistently is quiet and never speaks up in the workplace. You might have a really unique perspective or situation or gift or talent that everyone in the company could benefit from. So I'm actually thinking of someone right now who I know who wants to be a leader in her organization. And she wants to be a woman who creates programs for female leadership in her organization. If she chooses to stay quiet and not do that because she feels not worthy, not qualified, not deserving, what is the disservice to all the other women in the organization who she could train into leadership and train into being more assertive in the workplace? That would be such a loss if she opted to not step into that power, into that gift, into that strength of hers, right? It'd be the same as me. If I, with my gym decided, well, I don't want to get too loud. I don't want to build too big of a platform. I don't want to have too big of a stage. I don't want to put myself out there too much. So I just continued to run my gym. It would have been fine. I could have continued to impact hundreds of lives a month, but on this level, I get to impact thousands of lives a day. So look at when we ignore our own truth and our deepest sense of identity. So in my situation, I had this very strong sense that I had a bigger purpose than operating a business on a hyper local level to be in a small neighborhood gym setting. I wanted to have a voice on a bigger level on a bigger scale. If I had opted to stay small, play small and not push myself to take up more space, my strengths and my gifts that impact thousands of people on this platform every single day through the Shameless Mom Academy would have been compromised, right? None of that would have ever gotten out there. None of that would have ever started. So look at when we ignore our truth and our deepest sense of identity and these little like inklings that we have of maybe I could do more, maybe I could be more, maybe I have a gift or a talent that is bigger and louder and prouder. When we 
ignore that or stifle it or push it down or let someone else stifle it for us and push it down for us, then we don't share our power in leadership and we don't share our truest gifts and strengths with the world. And the implications are that everyone loses out. In my case, it would be thousands of people a day losing out, right? It would be my opportunity to cultivate other women in leadership. When we look at that on a systemic level, there are global implications. When we stay small and we stay quiet, the global implications to women who don't have the opportunities that we have in developed nations and in first world countries, then we are doing a massive disservice to women in developing nations who don't have those opportunities, right? Because there is a trickle down effect. And if you read Melinda Gates' book, Moment of Lift, you will see how she is just such a stunning example of how this works and all the different models of leadership among women and among feminism and among elevating women and what that trickle down effect can be on a global level and the significance of starting with your own voice. She gives example after example after example in her book that, I mean, like I listened to the audio and I was just like in tears and goosebumps the entire time. It was so powerful. So if you're feeling a little uncertain about the global impact of you personally stepping into your power, if you're like, yeah, really, it's not that big of a deal. Just go read Moment of Lift and you will have a totally different sense. Number five, the danger of indifference is that we perpetuate sexism and gender inequality that is already a massive threat to our children's generation. So we're already existing with this major gender equality gap, right? Like we know that it's a thing. It's not a secret. And I'm all in, like, I feel like there's so much work being done to dismantle gender inequality. And I am so here for it. I love watching it. I love learning about it. I love the research. I'm like, just completely captivated by the conversations that I see happening. I think it's so amazing and powerful and just extremely, extremely impressive, the things that are happening. And also, it's still not enough. It's still not enough. Even with everything that's done, there's like research out there that talks about like, even with everything that's happening at the rate that it's happening, I think I read some statistic and it could be not totally quoted correctly, but like it will still be a hundred years before the pay gap is closed or <laughs> something along those lines that like, we still have so much work to do and that it will take so long to get there. And so when we do not have a voice, when we do not speak up, when we do not step into leadership, when we stay indifferent and play small and let other people make decisions and let other groups of people have power, we are perpetuating systemic sexism. We are perpetuating this gender inequality that is already such a massive threat to our kids' generation, right? It's not, even though we have this perception that it's getting better, and I do believe that it is, it's for as many women as we see stepping up and rising up and pushing and challenging and making things happen, it's still going to require a ton of work. And it is going to require more of us doing the same and more of us doing the same over and over and over and more of us picking each other up and saying, come with me, come lead with me. Let's lead together. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, 
wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So we have to constantly be working toward the next generation's ambitions to honor them and to create something better for them if that's what we truly want. So we're many people might think might look and be like, well, there's a lot of people already doing that work though. So I'm good. Nope. There's not nearly enough people doing that work. <laughs> like it takes more than Melinda Gates writing a book. It takes more than Michelle Obama writing a book. It takes more than all of these women who are doing amazing things that are absolutely moving the needle. It still takes more. And so it's up to every single one of us to step up, play big, find our voice, find a stage, hold that microphone. Even if your voice is shaking, even if your knees are knocking, even if like there's a lump in your throat and tears in your eyes and all the things, even if you feel the diarrhea coming on, you got to find that voice. You have to take a stand. You have to step into leadership. If you don't, you are only perpetuating the sexism that you were born into, the sexism that your children, your daughters especially, will continue to face throughout their lives. Number six, when we don't model women as assertive, powerful leaders to our children, we don't teach them what to do, right? We learn more from our parents than from anyone else, for better or worse, and we will model and mimic their behavior in many ways, unconsciously and consciously. So Oftentimes we look at our parents and we're like, well, look at how they did that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to screw that up. Like, and I'm not saying this for me necessarily, but I just think any generation like looks back at their parents and they're like, oh yeah, this is where they totally dropped the ball. Right? So we don't want our children to look back and say that we didn't step up and lead. Right? We want to model assertive, powerful leadership because here's the thing. We want our daughters to see that that's what women do. And we want our sons to see that that's what women do. We want our daughters and our sons, because I think a lot of times we think, oh, I'm modeling for my daughter how to be a leader. I'm modeling for my daughter how to step into our power. All great and powerful and super impactful and very important. And also, we need our sons to know that this is what women do. Women are CEOs. Women are leaders. Women have a seat at the table. Women sit in the front row. Women raise their hand and talk just like the men do. Sometimes they don't even raise their hand. They yell it out just like the men do. So we need to be showing not just our daughters how they should be preparing themselves to behave, but we need to be showing our sons 
that this is how women behave. This is how women lead. Women are leaders. Women are CEOs and prepare yourself to take a seat next to them at the table, not to take a seat in front of them, not to take, take a seat at the head of the table, to prepare yourself to sit beside them and lead with women, because that's what it's going to look like. It will look like men and women leading together, or it might look like sometimes the women leading the men, and that's fine too. So really looking at not just modeling in terms of showing our daughters what is possible, but modeling in terms of showing our sons what is expected and what should be happening. I think that both sides of that are extremely important. So next, number seven, the danger of indifference is that when we do not support and promote and elevate ourselves every damn day, we are passively perpetuating sexism on a global level. So I touched on this a little bit already, but when we are not supporting, promoting, and elevating, I'm going to say those words again, supporting, promoting, and elevating ourselves Every damn day, we are passively perpetuating sexism. And this is going to feel super uncomfortable because a lot of you probably don't love to stand in solid support around yourself or promote yourself or elevate yourself, especially in front of other people. But if we're not doing that, if you're not supporting, promoting, and elevating yourself as a female leader, you are passively perpetuating sexism. And when you do that, there are global implications. So... I know none of you want to be a part of that. I know none of you want to be a part of a system, a culture, a global phenomenon in which women are suppressed to the point that their lives are compromised every single day in developing nations on a massive level. I know that's not what you stand for. And I know in your heart of hearts, you would never, ever let that happen on your watch if you could visibly see it in front of your eyes. And so I want you to recognize that that is happening if you are being passive about your role as a female leader. So I want you to think about how can you be supporting, promoting, and elevating yourself as a female leader, whatever that means for you, whatever that means for your family, whether that means pushing yourself into leadership roles within your family, within your family of four people sitting around your dinner table, within your workplace of, you know, maybe it's seven other women in your workplace or maybe it's seven other men in your workplace. Maybe it's in your church. Maybe it is your kid's soccer team. I know last year Vinny had in the kindergarten, there was like four or five soccer teams. Actually, there was more. I think there was like six soccer teams. And they asked for assistant coaches. I think I was the only female. There might've been one other female. I think there was like nine or 10 dads. And I think I was the only mom. I could be off. If there's any parents from our school listening, there might've been one other mom. We never all actually stood together, but on the emails, I'm pretty sure I was the only mom on the emails. So maybe it's just stepping into leadership on your kid's soccer team and stepping into leadership in those kinds of roles, stepping into situations where you recognize, oh, wait, I see an environment or a system where it's all men making decisions and there should be a woman there. And that happens in so many different contexts. And here's the thing. Some of that's just unconscious bias. Like people are just putting together organizations and like, oh, sure, these are the people that are here and let's just go. These are the people who've always been in leadership. Let's just go. And some of it's super conscious. I'm not going to lie. So I think you'll be pleasantly surprised though in a lot of situations where you do go to step in and they're like, yes, we would absolutely love to have you come sit at the table with us. And so don't assume that something has been intentionally designed to be male-led, male-driven. 
That definitely does happen sometimes, but sometimes it's just because something has always been that way or just because these are the people who happen to show up or volunteer, what have you. And so assume that people are going to make space for you and be prepared to make a scene in the words of Susan Hyatt, hashtag make a scene if they're not prepared to give you a seat at the table. That's a whole nother level and whole nother opportunity for you to step into your power, take a stand, speak up, have a known voice. I'm not saying it's gonna be comfortable, but I am saying it might be necessary. So really important pieces here, really important. I think that the danger of us being passive, the danger of us not having an opinion, not being concerned, not having to care, letting other people lead, letting other people make the uncomfortable decisions and having the uncomfortable opinions, sharing the uncomfortable stances, asking the tough questions, all those kinds of things. The danger of indifference for that is a big, big deal. It's a big deal. It has high impact for us. It has high impact for our children. It has high impact for women in developing nations. It has high impact on so many different levels. And I know that just having some awareness around this will change. So I know for me, having awareness around this has changed how I engage and interact in different communities and different contexts, different situations and circumstances. And so my hope is that for you in listening to this, same thing will happen. That just having some context around this and having a shift in perspective around this and some awareness around this will help you be less indifferent, will help you be less passive. And from there, it only needs to be one small step at a time. I mean, if you want to take a giant leap, by all means, you take a giant leap, but it can be one small step at a time, one opinion at a time, one like raising your hand and asking a question at a time, one way of promoting and elevating yourself at a time. That's really all it is. It's one step to support yourself as a leader, to promote yourself as a leader, to elevate yourself as a leader. One little step at a time, every damn day. And the impact in terms of you showing up as a leader of your life and what that will do for you in terms of your identity is going to be a game changer. And in terms of what it does for us on a cultural level, as a society, and on a global level, it's going to change things. It's going to change the game on a global level. And that's what we're looking for. So I'm super fired up about this issue, obviously about this topic. I think it's so, so powerful and so important and significant. If you want more information about this, if you want to know kind of some of the inspiration for this conversation from me, definitely go read Melinda Gates book, Moment of Lift. I will have it linked up in the show notes. It is by far the best book I've read in 2019. I can't speak highly enough of it in terms of, I already had a lot of this stuff on my radar, but it wasn't on a, I didn't have the context of the global implications on my radar. And her conversations around that are just so, so eye-opening. And it's, she does a great job. She reads the audiobook. This is, by the way, like not an ad for her book. I just love it. This is not sponsored or anything, but I listened to the audio and I listened to it on double time while I was driving. And it blew my mind. And I think it was probably about six hours of audio maybe on double time. So if you have like a commute, just get the audio version, get it on audible again, not an ad, but do yourself a favor, get the audio and listen to it on your commute or in your ear while you're doing dishes. <laughs> no, I, okay. I'm just going to finish that sentence. I was going to say, while you're doing dishes or, do, or folding laundry, and I'm like, wait a minute, let's talk about systemic sexism. When I'm like, just listen to this while you do all your womanly chores. <laughs> I mean, that was bad. We have, we're going to leave that in there though. We're just going to leave that in there to go ahead and leave like my 
like poor judgment in terms of perpetuating sexism right in there. That said, my husband does plenty of dishes and plenty of laundry too, but that's when I enjoy listening to audiobooks and podcasts. So also listen to it when you're driving, when you're working out, whatever, what have you. Okay. Thank you for listening. Share this episode out. If this made a difference for you, if it opened your eyes, shifted your perspective in any ways, please take a screenshot, share it out on social media, on Instagram or Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy and tag me. I love seeing your tags. It means the world to me. And I will always reply back and give you some love and reshare. So thank you. Thank you. I will see you again in a few days. Mamas, before you carry on with your day, do not forget to pop over and grab your Shameless MomCon 2020 tickets. They are on super sale with a special discount for buddy tickets for a very limited time. Go over to shamelessmomcon.com to get your tickets today. That's shamelessmomcon.com. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show. So you never miss an episode. You can do that directly. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will put you in Apple podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.